Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Nine minutes after two o'clock, Lana Ritchie all night long. Thank you so much for staying with us. It's that time again when we have the very popular Men's Forum and we've got a full studio today. We're discussing, well, very aptly, healing of men today. Um, we know that I think this country's going through a lot. This country's going through a lot. Um, and there's there's a lot of pain. There's a lot to deal with. But on this particular feature today, we're going to be focusing on men's pain, all various forms of it, by the way. So no one pain is lesser. If you, if you feel you are going to benefit from this conversation because you've got your own pain to deal with, you're more than welcome to be a part of this conversation. 891 So my guests in studio this afternoon are Dirk Kutsia, who's a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and uh, Mluleki Sibanda, who's a director of Mankind Project SA. Billy Hill, uh, he's a facilitator from Mankind Project as well, but he's just come in from Australia. And Gary Elliman, who is, he calls himself just an ordinary citizen. Gentlemen, thanks for very much coming in. Thank thanks, so gentlemen, much. for coming through. So healing of a wounded man, it's very complex, very deep. At what, where do we begin when we start addressing a wounded man? Because I assume one has to admit to being wounded, for instance. You know, it's quite often um, the man's behavior starts the process. The man will behave, be behaving in a way that's not okay. He'll be hurting other people or himself um, emotionally, intellectually, physically. And somebody will say it's enough. That might be the court system. It might be his work says we can't have you here anymore. His relationship will fail. And then he'll be looking for something to make him good enough to go back to where he was thrown out of. Somebody. Is it that simple? Do, do, yeah. do things like losing your job, going to jail, yeah. losing your money, yeah. losing your marriage, do they yeah. always work? I wonder. Anybody? Mm, I think you have to get pushed to a certain extent. Mm. Um, I think also drug abuse, alcohol abuse, that escape to get away from the pain. And that, that usually leads to problems in your marriage, in your relationship, work problems. So mm. Let's talk about the, the pain of and the thing that wounds men. Um, and why it is so difficult to address is because some of these issues are so very dark, very, um, very. It's shameful for people to come up. Uh, they see them in the light of shame rather than um, being the victim. They'd rather they'd you know, rather being a die big man than be shown. Mm, yeah. Than to admit to mm. them being victims of some of these yeah. issues. Yes, yeah. Gary. So, so. I really want to latch on to what you said right at the beginning is that pain comes in all different sizes. And what we've been talking here is about the big stuff. But what a lot of men and women, but men as we're talking about men, suffer from in this country is just the pressure of being a man. You know, so pain and wounding of men is happening all the time. It's when we interact with our boss. It's when we can't find a job. It's, you know, I don't want to call that. It's not small stuff. It's all big stuff. Um, But we're taught as men that you're supposed to be able to cope so one of the real challenges is for men to be able to stand up and say, you know what, I'm actually struggling a little bit 
where can I find a space to to get some help, whatever that might look like? Like, is that part of the problem? There are other expectations that communities have on men that make it difficult for men to face this 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 uh, horror that they may be living with. Uh, thank you for that. But um, before I answer that question, uh, for me, my understanding of pain and everything. I'll speak from this aspect as a black man to talk about post and neo-colonial trauma that has been set up and also that we carry on of being a marginalized race and not being aware of certain things that we're going through which could have been mechanisms of violent or systematic ways that we face and we could have carried not knowing that these are painful things and later on we've, we've gone further on to spill them to generations and it has become like a norm. So for my understanding of pain is to say, are you aware of pain? Do you know that this is pain? You know, are you able to interact with your pain within yourself? Are you able to correlate or even to speak about it? Or even to, to say in, in the modern day now, they talk about trauma being facilitated going to therapy. But as a black man, I grew up not knowing those words, which are English words. So I'm trying to find spaces within myself, within my culture, within my tradition and within my people. What are those things? I'm trying to assimilate those things into into the black race and find out what are they. So I, I, what I would like is for us to get to that man before he loses his job, before he loses his marriage, before he kills somebody, before he abuses his children and so on and so on. What needs to happen? Change the culture. Explain further. Well, the, the culture of silence, the culture of um, it's okay to be angry. Um, I can only speak of my experience. Yes, yes. But it was okay for the men to be angry and untouchable when I was growing up. Um, I couldn't interact with them if they never had the space for that. So at some level, I, that was a model I got. You know, I can just isolate myself here and not have to deal with any of that. And um, that becomes an incredibly lonely island that ma many men live on. But but people actually model what they see. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Lots of people carry yeah. on like that, yeah. and we don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. And you know, this is when Billy is talking about changing the culture. Mm -hmm. So it comes back with, to saying what we try and teach in our training and 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 is is really to to allow men to recognize that they have mo emotions other than anger and happiness that it's okay to be sad it's okay to be ashamed it's okay to feel fear that those that even those emotions are teaching you something and that the only way you get past them is actually by facing that emotion and some way is talking about it so we create safe spaces for men to talk i think talking is an incredibly incredibly important part of healing um, but where does one where does a man find a safe place to talk about the challenges he's facing with his wife before it reaches the divorce or with his job or with his that's one of the challenges we have in the in the community is to f is to create those safe spaces and, and allow men to find them and and in in many ways it's it's almost easy to deal with a marriage problem but with Dirk's past that's hard it's mm. it's like a privilege mm having that kind of space and and we cannot reach every corner of the country or the globe yeah we can try yeah every time we speak about it um, i'm thinking if it helps one person it's worth it but um 
I think what what has to happen first with anyone is that that person's got to realize that it's not their fault. It's not your fault. It doesn't matter how old you were, what you did. Um, it is not your fault. It's the perpetrator's fault. And then you'll get to a point where you can break the silence. And and like you said, you need to talk about it. The more you talk about it, the the better it gets. How comfortable are you with talking about your story? I'm completely comfortable now. And and so. what did it take to get there? It took a lot of failed relationships, drug abuse, um, jumping from job to job, um, of being a very unhappy person with myself. So I realized something was wrong, but I wasn't willing to to break that silence and uh, went through a divorce. And that's why I decided I need to break the silence. And I made contact with, with Reese from some so and, and I was actually going to ask you, so we're speaking about sexual abuse. Yes. I was going to ask you, what was the cost? A lost childhood, uh, repressed memory. There's a lot of my childhood that I can't remember. Sure. Very... Uh, strained relationships with family and friends mm. we've we've managed to patch that up and family friends are completely backing me behind me now but it was take? difficult because i had take? to i had to hide a big part of my life from everyone for a very long time let's let's talk about the you spoke about the community earlier yeah. um Mluleke, and, and it's a big thing isn't it because often communities feel like your story is a burden that they need to make a decision on. It, it, p- people feel like they need to have a say and a, de- and a decision on how to react, whereas it just could be your story. You're not asking anybody to buy into it or not. It's, it could just be that. It's a story. It's your story. But because of that, it, it does create divisions in communities and families and so on. Um, tell me about the tools one needs to navigate that because unfortunately we do live in communities uh, well uh, thank you for that i think this is also a great opportunity because the first tool it's here that we amongst men that have realized that space that needs to be created and we amongst a beautiful woman which is you that is talking about this and giving men a platform of which i find it very for me weird because you are affording us a great opportunity as men to speak up about the image that we are and that we have portrayed. They say Indo Daikal is an image that I grew up with, that men must be strong, men must be fiercer, men must be this. But then when I tap in into this world of modernization, of realizing that no things shift, even when I go back to my community, sometimes I'll be seen as a softie to tell people that there's certain things, certain channels like, which are these for healing and for doing this. Because I need to also understand where they are coming from before I force my my leadership that I've unlearned to bring to them now and to make them understand that this is what is better. So now when we speak of community, we must understand even the world itself where it comes from because community means communication and unity. What is common to us and what are we uniting with? What is the purpose? But how can we talk of a community because that community goes through different problems. You know, there is financial problems. There is men that are running away from being responsible for pregnancy. There is men that are running away from fatherhood because they need to run to jobs. So we need to come back to the family structure again to say, how is the family structure, you know, itself? What I'm struggling with is understanding if we have a community of men who understands each other's pain, 
right? So you you all understand what it is to be a man and live in pain and recognize that. So you you can tell a mile away that oh okay, he's got issues, and many men have issues. If that's the case, why then is it that the community of men has been so resistant to being of support to others? Shame. Oh yeah. One word, shame. Get it. Fear. Wow. Fear. Um, can I Billy, stay go with go shame? Ahead. Yes, go ahead. Because shame is is actually um, something we're taught in our childhood. Shame on you. At some point. I know I'm wrong or bad because they showed me. And so I can use that shame from that place of the immature, if we say man, Mm. and hide in that shame. And it's toxic and it's killing me. Mm. What we teach men in the work I'm involved in is you can replace shame anytime you like with an adult response, which is happiness, sadness, anger or fear. You can't hold shame and a, an adult emotion at the same time. The mm. minute I go to, yeah, I mean, that's a whole thing. But mm. if you can accept that, I work with a lot of people. I can have a re- 50 people in a room and say, all right, find shame. Find the emotion you're avoiding. <laughs> and it's impossible to hold them both together. What you're also mm. working against is what you've been taught as you said yeah it's generations of of legacy of of how you've been taught to be uh i don't know a sabanda you know this is what the sabanda men look like and do and whatever whatever so you not only dealing with your personal shame it's shame on the community it's on my name on my namesake it's on my family you bring shame not only to yourself but to all of us even the fear that I'm not man enough, you know, I don't have a job. Even the fear that now that happens because of, of, of tribal laws that I never went to a mountain to be circumcised, you know. Even the fear that my family doesn't provide enough for me to come out there to seem like looking like a man. Even the fear of not dressing good as a man. Sometimes you carry that or even insecurities or even body shaming or you, you know certain things like we joke about when when we tease people people carry that and sometimes when people carry that and they don't heal from that they tend to spill it on to the next person so it's it becomes a continuous so we become mediums of hurting people so my my ask at the moment of time is are we aware what we need to heal from are we aware of the wounds that we are having so I, I'm wondering what's going to break the camel's back because as a collective, surely we're now at a point where everybody recognizes this is not working. So this, this idea. Of, we're getting close. It, it's, it's like, mm. okay, so it's not working. We're getting a bad name. You know, everybody is angry at us. We are really killing people. We're killing children. We're killing women and, and, and. It's not working. What is it that's going to eventually break the camel's back and get you to a point where you recognize as a community that actually maybe we need to just see it differently and maybe do something different. I think in this country, a lot of us sit in our victim. We're waiting for somebody else to fix the problem. So really, and it's really easy to say and it's much harder to do, but it's about every individual that chooses to take personal responsibility for their choices in life. 
it's re- you know we can turn around and wait for the president to solve the problem and then complain about how long it's taking we can there's lots of stuff that we can complain about in this country and there's lots of problems and it's not just in this country this i've worked with you know all over the yeah. world it's the same stuff is happening so so let me ask this dick and maybe this is more to you because of your own personal experience right so i think i'm not sure i think that sometimes isolating or um isolating somebody who's done something wrong works sometimes i think when you ostracize that person and say no you don't belong with us you don't belong with us so if you guys are a group of men and somebody's an abuser if you ostracize them suddenly maybe they start feeling stuff sometimes you said losing a job but that that act of pushing that person away sometimes gets gets reaction what why isn't that too used enough because it's it's not violent it's just you taking a stance as as a community of men to say actually you know we don't want, we don't want to associate with with that guy or we don't want to associate with the behavior y- yes inside sure. inside yes. of that correct man it's a lot of pain and we don't mm. know where that came yeah. from how do i say no to the behavior mm. and yes to the human that's the real that's that's when it shifts so why doesn't it happen because we all know it works yeah Yeah. Why don't you isolate friends, uncles, brothers and so on? Why why don't you? Why don't you just ostracize it's people who we know? It's a culture. It's what we've done forever. We we give them a free pass. How many And I'm trying to get at why? Yeah. Why do we do that? I think that's what we were taught. Yeah. It's men are allowed to behave like that. Yeah. I I think for me also what we need to on I, I concur with you is that is the pedestal that the man has been given and the image that is being looked at upon this is it being a man and sometimes being a man you tend not to listen to other people because you think you are the head you know but I always ask myself if you are the head how does the head function without the neck without the body I I actually think we passed um I think we get the fact that women are not going to change men. <laughs> and I can, women I can tell you that for free. <laughs> yeah. And we, women don't need to change men. No, exactly. Men, men need to change Co- men. Exactly. And Be- men must stop piggybacking women's issues and face up to their issues as yeah. men and confront each other and create a space of of sort of like radic- ra- radical talks waving your friend when sometimes says that girl's got nice booty. You need to stop it from there and say no. because you could be triggering that girl what happened to her we don't have open conversation as men because we are not open to each other in that sense i, I want to push it further because i think it's all great that we have in this conversation we've got a platform and it's all nice but in our daily living experiences what makes it so hard to call out each other so Don't wait for me to call you out. I I now know this. I've been doing this for a while. As soon as I start calling out men, the the men themselves are going to tell me I can tell you now. There's a lot of people who are going to swear at me and tell me to bugger off and blah 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 even though the issue at hand is a problem. If another man does the same thing, there will be no pushback. And that I can guarantee you that just from sitting here. So my question is Why is it in our daily living spaces we just haven't made it common for you guys to come to our defenses for you who's not affected to say actually stop to stop what you're doing 
Yes, you're not talking to me, but don't speak to her that way. Because it comes at a cost. Ah. So, so, and so you, men are afraid, you know, ah. I can be afraid. So it's a very different conversation if I'm speaking to my boss at work, you know, and he's behaving in a way that's inappropriate. For me to call him on that comes at a cost. And you take that into a family situation where it's your uncle or your mother or your, it comes at a cost. So I'm not saying to you this is right, but that's the reason that men avoid it. I get it. Now, when men have the courage to step into it, it's a question for me as a personal individual going, when this is my wife being abused by this man, am I going to stand for that? Now, how do I take that and make it a more general case? And it's a learning curve. It's a learning of when is the, what is the cost and what is the reward. And as one gets more versed in doing the work, it becomes easier. My next question after the headlines is, are we ready? <laughs> are we ready? 2.30, let's go to the headlines with Uti Lesako. <laughs> Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. It's the Men's Forum. Thank you so much for staying with us. And uh, we are doing this uh, until quarter two. And uh, I'm in conversation with men who are being really honest and frank about what it takes and what it's going to take to heal the wounds that men are walking around with. Because, in effect, they end up hurting all of us. And I asked before the headlines, are men ready to confront what needs to be confronted to take the next leap of faith into, I suppose, I don't know, it's just a, a better better place for all of us. <laughs> better place for all of us. We've identified what needs to be done. We've also identified the fact that it's not easy. And you so aptly said to me that it, it comes at a cost. Being able to stand up and say, well, don't speak to her that way. It, it's, it's tough. It's at a cost. You'd rather not. You'd rather look the other way like you didn't hear it or see it. But we know it has to happen, right? So what is it going to take? It's not going to take this show. I get that. So what is it going to take? So I think one of the, the important learnings, and, and Billy alluded to it earlier, was it's much easier to, to object to behavior but not to make it about the person. I can say I don't like the way you spoke to her. This is how it landed for me. We can be more gentle about stuff. It's an easier way to have the conversation. And men are starting to have these conversations. I do want to make the point. It's not just the, the four men in the studio. Take, take me into your confidence. When that conversation happens, but alone, with, yeah. with yourselves, by yourselves, without us, what actually is the conversation? What happens? So what we found found in our trainings, and I'm going to talk about two things. We do a training session for men. It's a weekend, but we also have an ongoing support group where men just get together once a week or once every two weeks and and just sit and support each other. Those conversations can get really honest because what we are very strong about is we're not about judging the behavior. We're not about judging the man. It's about listening. We're not looking to rescue. We're not looking to advise in most instances, but we have permission to be brutally honest with each other so we're holding a man to account if he's speaking rubbish we can say you know your story just isn't adding up you told me this is the problem but you're ducking and diving and you're what is this about what's really going on here because most of the behavior the bad behavior we see in men is caused by a wound that they haven't looked at they're not even aware of it and so what is it going to take it's going to take awareness responsibility and action mm. And standing up to say you don't have to stand up to that wo- for that woman or for that man who's because 
abuse doesn't it's, it's not a matter about gender abuse is about humanity as in a whole because now we've moved on men have opened up about their sexuality there's also men who are in the gay community that can abuse other men mm -hmm. so there's men that can abuse other women so we must also have this balanced conversation say how do you become responsible as yourself to say no this is a toxic cycle i move away I don't gain anything from this cycle. I don't mind losing this, and I don't mind fitting in. You know, because that's that's a common thing. We've always wanted to fit in, to be in the boys' club, like what Billy was saying earlier on. How how do you fit into yourself as a being, or being aware as, as a self? How do you become aware of yourself? Do you love yourself enough not to abuse another person? Do you love yourself enough? to say I can relate with this problem. Like what Gary was saying is that in our trainings, what I find most appealing is that we create a court of support to say after a process when the man has said something, say, do you need support? Do you need me to call you during the week? Do you need me to remind you? Do you need to say, do you need to do anything small that can remind you of your action? You know? That's though in a perfect world, isn't it? Where we all sit and there's a campfire and then we call you out and then you say, yes, 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 you guys are right. It doesn't quite always work that way. It works. It works if that if that if those values are included in any institution, mm. when people can speak the truth to one another, things change. And it's a, it, and that we need to create a culture that's safe enough for that to occur. And I think the beginning is with the kids. Dirk, your final comments? Mm. Um, I like what you're saying, the beginning is with the kids, because um, we had this conversation last week where we need to stop helping people out of the river. We need to find out well that why they're falling into the river. Mm -hmm. So um, it's good to do damage control and therapy afterwards, but um, we need to start with parenting the kids. And I think that's where a big problem is lying. Gentlemen, can you believe we've run out of time? <laughs> we've just started. I mean, I felt like we had just started. Thank you all very much for coming Thank in you. and opening up just that much. Yeah. I think next time it'll be good to open up a little bit more. And, and thank you very much for making the time to talk to us. That conversation will be available as a podcast.